Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. It's back to just being my face. I hope you guys enjoyed very much so last week's episode with Mills. What a guy, right? We got to talk about offline play, not something we often do here. Almost never. But this week, we're talking about programs. Programs. Other programs. Sometimes, SDS does things correctly. You may be at the point where you think it's too little too late for SDS to redeem itself in MLB The Show 23. To that I say, first of all, I understand. No hate here. Thank you for still listening to this show, though. Number two, I say it might not be a bad time to come back and give it a chance. Doesn't mean you need to go no life on it again. You don't have to sink your entire existence into this game. But the last couple programs have started to trend in a pretty okay direction. A couple blips here and there. But Thursday's, or Friday's content rather, sorry, not Thursday, Friday's content was really well done. Truly, really well done. So we're going to talk about that. First of all, thank you guys for being back here for another week of the show, the podcast. We are on the road to 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button. As always, leave your thoughts in the comments down below. I just woke up. Talking's hard, so bear with me here. Um, I'm very excited to talk about this program. I think it's got great potential for the future, potentially, of MLB The Show, because if things keep going like this, we're in good shape. Also, quick apology. Sorry I didn't... Uh, Upload five times to YouTube last week. <laughs> Your boy's tired. Real tired. I need a little bit of a break. Whiteboard Wednesday will be back this week. But no Friday videos moving forward until we get rejuvenated again. Road to the show sucks. We're not going to play it anymore. Sorry. And uh, viewer team videos, it's kind of stale right now. We're done with those. Maybe as the winter progresses, we'll come back. Otherwise, we're just going to stick Monday to Thursday. Okay. To the content. First thing we're going to start with before the career tribute program. Such a welcome change was made to Tops Now. As again, I have to lower the stupid audio. Remember how several episodes ago, three, four, something like that, probably, probably about four. I said the Tops Now grind sucks. I've said that a lot. But the Tops Now grind and the stupid PXP and beating the ever-loving dog crap out of the A's is annoying. So, this week for Tops Now, they didn't have us do that. Look here, Tops Now PXP missions. Only week one and two. Nothing for week three. They've learned their lesson. Instead, it was one, two, three, four, five moments, each worth two points, and you got, you got all your rewards. Tops Now this week took ten minutes, and it was so nice. Such a welcome change. You give us so much grinding every Friday that Tops Now should not be that big of a deal to do. We should not have to go out of our way to do it. Five moments, super simple, get one hit, two extra base hits, get on base twice, pitch two innings, strike out a guy and don't do anything stupid, one inning, two strikeouts. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. So first and foremost, legitimately, shout out to the fine folks at SDS who listened to the feedback and were like, you know what? We give these people a lot of grinding. Let's throw them a bone here. So 
based on this, I am expecting to no longer have to do Tops Now PXP missions. I think. Maybe that defeats the purpose of giving us, like, these Tops Now cap maybe less so the captains, but more so the flashbacks. It defeats the purpose of the flashbacks a little bit. I truthfully don't care. Um, it, 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 Tops Now grinding has been such a giant time sink this year that I'm glad we don't have to do it again. Now, a milestone Ronald Acuna found its way into the shop for a minute on Friday. It was quickly removed. Clearly, it's a card that's going to be the 4070 card. I don't know when we're getting it. It could be a chase pack, which would suck. It could be the type of thing, you know, like, remember how we got Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell from the Tops Now program for their milestone 400 saves? I could see Ronald Acuna at some point, probably next week when the Player of the Month comes out, making its way into this program. If that's the case, there is a chance we'd have to do some PXP grinding for it because that's that's like a real reward. That's like a that's like a demon card. That I wouldn't hate. But having to get 1000 PXP for these shitters, 97 Luis Arise. Yay. That's a little that's a little annoying. But, all told, very, very happy, very, very welcome change. Now we're going to talk about the Career Tribute Program, which is up there with one of the best programs SDS has put together. Not in terms of necessarily the cards that we've gotten. The cards are very good. But just in terms of structuring the program correctly. First, I want to go through the reward path, and then I want to talk about why I think the program was built almost basically perfectly. You start out, and you get the mustard, uh, the mustard man squeezing mustard into his eye. That's fun. That'll do, pig. Career tribute, two packs. This is very similar to the last program, where you're just going to be fed constantly these packs that are now no longer one through five, uh, one through six odds. They're one through five. One, one out of five odds to get a 99 diamond player. Paul Goldschmidt, pretty damn good. If you're a demon with Paul Goldschmidt, this is a God Squad viable card. Honestly, it's a very good card. His swing is not my favorite. I struggle with it on high pitch speeds, so it's not for me, but it's a good card. Evan Longoria, kind of same thing. I think he's worse than, than Goldschmidt. His fielding's certainly better. He can only play third, though. His, his righty numbers are not great. His clutch is kind of low. But if you're a Longo guy, you can use him. Elvis Andrews. <laughs> Has a nutty good swing. It's just the event, but in 21 at-bats, I'm hitting 667 with four homers, a triple, and five doubles. That means he, out of his 14 hits, only four of them are singles. This guy is a killer. A killer! Is he a God Squad card? You'd be a lunatic if you thought so. But, I mean, fuck, he's pretty fun. He's fun to use. All I can ask for is fun cards. We got a 99 Kenley. That I would actually love to compare really quickly to the other 99 Kenley. Because I did not do that yet. What was that, set two? Yeah. Alright, so... The set two Kenley is, is P3, so grain of salt. But, I mean, the one we just got has better BB per nine, better K per nine. The fielding is irrelevant to me. Better control... And at P2, we'll have the same stat. Yeah, I mean, the, the card we just got is better. 
I believe it has the same pitch mix, cutter, slider, sinker, four-seam circle change, cutter, slider, sinker, four-seam uh, regular change, not a circle change. Interesting. Um, I think the Kenley we just got is better. So that's awesome. Big fan of that. If you're going to give us duplicate 99s, at least make the newest one the best one. And then moving back right along here, Mikey Moustakis. Um, it's, it's a fun card. Don't get me wrong. It's a super fun card. I don't think he has much utility. I think he's a BR and events demon. Listen, if you if you rake with Mustakis, he could play third, first, and second. Go ahead, have a blast. Just not a, a god card in my opinion. And then Patrick Corbin, ninety nine Patrick start ninety nine starting pitcher Patrick Corbin, not good. Ninety four reliever Patrick Corbin, excellent. Don't know why. This card's whatever. Don't use it. Probably not anyway. If you want to, I guess have a ball, but eh, eh not good. Okay, so we're moving along the path. Some filler in here, a couple 97s. Usually we don't like 97s, but at least they're not 95s. Dallas Keuchel, um, sucks. This, this card's not good. Adam Adovino, at least this is a good 80, uh, 97. This is a bullpen card you should use. His BB per night and control are bad. Very not good. But it's all about the arm angle. His stuff is disgusting. His quirks really don't do anything for me. Um, very good. Just a very good reliever card. Gene Segura sucks, but also I'm hitting 625 with him in eight at-bats. So he's fun in the event. He's got a nice little swing. It's compact. You're not using that card for anything special. Kyle Hendricks is whatever. Same thing. Mark Melanson, you could feasibly use in your bullpen if you really wanted to. Cutter and splitters, a nice little two pitches to play off of each other. He's going to be a control artist. 116 BB per nine is great. I just think he throws way too soft without deception. If you're going to throw soft, you got to be deceiving. I don't think he's too deceiving. 97 DJ LeMayhew. I am 0 for 11 with this card. I, I have never, ever liked DJ LeMayhew's swing. It's actually one of my least favorite in this entire game, and it has been for years. So this DJ LeMayhew can play in traffic, uh, but it's got max clutch. So hooray. And then we get, oh, we have a diamond duo. We should talk about diamond duo real quick. Uh, a really not good Diamond Duo pack. Harmon Killerbrew has an awful swing. You're not going to use this card, especially with 106 Clutch. And then Mark Pryor, who every year I hope they'll find a way to cheat and give him a cutter or a sinker. I love his delivery. This card's just kind of kaka But it's fine. Now we get to the reason we're here. The Career Tribute Program was built for Adam Wainwright and Miguel Cabrera, who are retiring. Or I guess at this point have retired. Um... Let's first take a moment to say shout out to the art department again. It's nothing special here, but just the black backdrop on the SIG series card looks cool. I'm a fan. In special situations, let's do special things. This Wainwright is probably the best we've ever gotten. Sinker, cutter, sweeping curve, which is kind of stinky pitch. Four-seamer circle change. Why I think this card is the best one we've gotten. 114 hit per nine is light years better than like the 82 he usually has. His control and BB per nine are very good. 117 pitch clutch, very good. I have not been good in the, with, the, with him in the event. The event's on All-Star. Not a big deal. I'm going to give him a try, potentially, in ranked. We'll see how that goes. Breakout liar. His pitches are going to move a ton. Can he hit? Uh, there's no hitting with pitchers anymore, but yes, he's got decent hitting attributes. I actually never looked at those until now. So, not a bad card. Certainly a viable starting pitcher in your rotation. I think there is potential for Adam Wainwright to get touched up a little bit, 
but I don't think this is a shit card. I actually think this card is a legitimate pitcher to consider. You probably have better options. I would actually guarantee you have better options, but I would not be stunned to see people using this card in ranked. It's built well. Then we have Miguel Cabrera, who is built disgusting. Max contacts, 121 power right, 112 power left. Max clutch, the vision at 100's not bad. 83 in the field is a gift. 52 speed is a ch is charity. First, third, left, right. Quirks, none for some reason. But here's the thing. In my opinion, Miguel, Miguel Cabrera's swing is either your favorite or your least favorite. I fall on the latter. There's something about the timing of his leg kick with his swing, and I just, I very, very much struggle with Miggy. Yes, I'm hitting 471 with him, but as you can see, that's six singles and two doubles. I have no homers with Miguel Cabrera in 17 at-bats. I cannot generate lift with this card. I just, I struggle. I hit a lot of chopping ground balls off PCI that either, because my timing is usually pretty good, either go up the middle or they go through the hole between third and short. This card is a God Squad card, without question. This card is a starting first baseman, maybe third baseman if you don't want a wild card chipper or you're not using JRAM or whatever. This is a demon. Don't use him in left and right. That's silly. I just, unless I figure the swing out, I'm not going to use it. If I figure the swing out, I'm more than happy to use him because this card is incredible. But that's, that's for you to decide, for your team, your opinion on the swing. I don't think any of us can complain about how this card is built. It is incredible. Now, we move on through the path, and they give us this pack. It's a choice pack. You actually get two of these choice packs, and there's three cards. So you could buy the third one if you want. 99 Sig Series Christian Yelich. Oh, papa. Um, what an insane card. We all know his swing is incredible. My only complaint. My only complaint. Is that we could have jacked the power up just a little bit. Especially against lefties. He's going to generate great exit velo and launch angle anyway because of his swing. The 92 vision, don't even worry about it. His, his swing is so good. Just would have liked a little more power. But uh, I mean, this is the, what a good card. What a fun card. It doesn't quite crack my God Squad. I probably could. I probably could use it. But I mean, I don't know how I replace Trout, Mantle, or Acuna at this point. But what a fun card. A free fun card. Or if you want to buy them in the marketplace at this point in the year, if I'm being honest, 92,000 stubs. You can get there okay. Especially because you can farm these packs. Do the showdown. Repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. You can farm these packs. Even if you only quick sell them for 10k. That adds up. So, a, a totally reasonable price for these cards. Next is Matt Carpenter. Um, an, again, what a card. Almost max versus righties. He will be max versus righties. On P3 for contact, P2 for power. Contact versus left is 116, power left 104. It's actually, it, it's a better hitting card, basically. It's a better hitting card than Yelich, which is hysterical to me. Um, pretty good in the field, third, first, and second. 64 speed. What a fun card with a nasty swing. And honestly, now that I'm looking at him, if I parallel his ass up, he might go on the bench on the God Squad. 
Max versus right, Max clutch, incredible swing, good vision. I mean, we might have something here. And then we have, I had nightmares about this. A 99 available to everybody for free, Carlos Santana. <laughs> First, as a primary, you can also catch and play third. Not a thing really to complain about. I guess you could say his contact versus right's a little low and his clutch at 109 is a little low. Not every card can have max clutch. I understand that. But if we're nitpicking and really, really deciphering which cards are good and which cards are not, it is fair to complain, not complain, but fair to point out that clutch is not max. Um, a fun card. My two picks out of these out of these packs were actually Yelich and Santana, but I'm going to go by Carpenter live right now while we're doing this. Um, by the way, I also finished the set four collections. <laughs> I have a lot of cards. Um... Where is Matty Carp? I can't believe I didn't realize that beforehand. I'm just going to buy him outright. I have a lot of stubs. Boom. All right. So, Matty Carpenter. We have him now. Fun. Okay, going back. To, sorry. A little detour there. Going back to the program. It's time now to talk about how well this was built. I want to first compare it to the Pennant Chase program from last week. This was built into two stages. It's a little annoying. It had the same pack idea, a bunch of 99s in packs that were a 1 out of 6 chance, and then it also had the two choice packs for Pena, Solaire, and Bench. Stage 1 and Stage 2 was meaningless. It just prolonged the program in an annoying way. So what did they do? They kept the same structure, the same amount of points, to 115, and they just removed Stage 1 Stage 2. First of all, they gave you 11 moments. One point a pop. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Had to double check. One point a pop, not bad. PXP missions, always going to be PXP missions. Repeatable one if you use players from the program. As you can see, I've done it and I've completed the program already. Single player stat missions and online stat missions. They finally, finally did it. SDS. I effing love you for this. You have no idea. You can now do it online or offline depending on how you play the game. This is how it always should have been built. I hope this is how it will continue to be built for eternity. Let players play the game how they want to play it. Mills and I talked about that last week, if you guys remember. Mills is a huge proponent of that. I think everybody should be a huge proponent of that. You should not be forcing players who purchase your game with their own money to do stuff that they don't want to do. Especially in a game built this way. Story mode games, very different. You have to progress the story. You have to do certain stuff. In, in a game that requires optional grinding, you should be able to grind it however you want. So, single player stat missions and then online stat missions are just such a massive win. Massive, massive win. You can do it in the event. You could do it anywhere online. And single player, you could do it anywhere you want. Many seasons. CPU. Conquest. All the places. Fantastic. As always, there's a showdown and a conquest. I did not do the conquest. I did the showdown. And then optional collections to advance the program. This program kicked ass. It was a home run. Optional event collection, all I had to do was lock in Lance Lynn. I didn't even get my way to Xander Bogarts yet, though that card, by the way... Can I look at it? Yeah. Uh, disgusting. Very good shortstop. The power is a little low, but 
His swing is so good it shouldn't matter. So very good card there, by the way. Just a little detour. And then optionally, you can collect the tribute pack cards. I, of course, did because I did not want to grind all of this nonsense. And you can pull most of them. So I just... 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I locked in 60 points to just progress the hell out of this program. Overall, what an incredibly built program. This is how they all should be. Give us options in terms of both collecting cards and not collecting cards. Give us options in terms of online versus offline. Such a good job. And it took until September 28th, whatever day, 9th, whatever day it was. It took until the end of September. But we got there. And the important thing to recognize is that we got there. Really quickly, I want to talk about the event and the new ranked rewards. In the event, you're seeing we're also getting these career tribute packs. You can farm them. You get Lance Lynn, Chubbalubagus. Uh, not, a, not a great card. His 97 earlier in the or 99 rather earlier in the year was better. The Xander Bogarts, like we talked about, very fun. Very, very fun. And I have to go to the inventory for this, don't I? The 12-win reward is Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward always has a really, really fun swing. Cards are usually a little lacking. I love the, the Prime card series. Give us something that looks different. This Jason Hayward's actually really good. His lefty numbers, of course, suck. Max in the field, though, as he should be at this point in his life. Fun card. Not a God Squad card, but a fun card nonetheless. And then moving into Ranked, we have a new Ranked. And, I mean, dare I say, good rewards here, too. Friday was a good content day. We have to celebrate these good content days. You can get Platinum Glove, the first ever Platinum Glove card, if I believe, is Nolan Arenado. Of course, he is 99 everything in the field. Insane. His hitting is very good. I wish he was better versus righties just a tick, but, I mean, it's hard to complain with 117, 108. 120 clutch, he'll be max at P5. He might have a shot on the God Squad. We'll see. Of course, he only has 98 durability because they don't want you using him on the Ripken team. LOL. But Nolan Arenado's great. Jackson Shurio. I think that's how you say his name. Unless it's a hard ch, Shurio. You guys can correct me. But 99 Jackson, future star, center fielder who could also play second, short, left, and right. Ton of versatility there. He's fast. He can field. Pretty balanced on the hitting side. Actually has more power than both of his contacts. 117 clutch. 90 vision is a little concerning. I have not tried this card out yet, of course, so I really cannot speak to how good or bad it actually is. But it looks fun. And then the best Johnny Cueto we've ever gotten. You guys recall we had a very good retro finest Johnny Cueto last year. I would imagine this is better. Four seam cutter sinker circle change slider. Controls good. BB per nine is very good. Pitching clutch. Max. 117 hit per nine. Fantastic. 121 stamina. LOL. Doesn't matter. But a very fun card. And he has zeros across the board at the dish. I just thought that would be fun to look at. I don't know who my pick is. Probably Cueto. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I like using new pitchers. It's good for my How to Pitch With series every Thursday. I can't see Jackson Shurio, Shurio, Charrio making any sort of inroads on my God Squad just because of who I have at certain places. Nolan Arenado is probably a very close runner-up to Cueto. The fun thing about this pack, there is no clear shitter. 
We are all going to have different opinions on who to take from this pack, and I think that is fantastic. We have talked before about how there's always one great card, one mid-card, and one absolute travesty. That's not the case in this pack. Again, shout out SDS for doing an excellent job. Before we close here, everybody, we're going to look at the calendar. Where is it? There it is. Coming on... Tuesday, the day you're listening to this. How fun. A new BR program. Flawless rewards and a program. Very fun. Can't wait. And then on Friday, which is three, four, five, the sixth. I think it's the sixth. Uh, the September monthly awards program will come out and the last regular season roster update. If you guys are investing still, go ahead and make your investments. I am not going to suggest who to invest in because I do not follow that that closely. But if you're going to invest, invest now. Then the postseason program begins on October 13th. Or actually, it's programs. Weekly programs in October play moments from each round, earn flashbacks from the 2023 MLB postseason. That's not new content. We've gotten content like that before. I'm excited to see which random-ass players pop off in the postseason. So hopefully we can get some crazy good cards. And that basically confirms to me that set 5 is going to be finest because we're going to get postseason, obviously, in set 4. And set six is either going to be just an enormous forever program or there's going to be zero new content and it's just going to be free for all. So we'll see. I hope there's new content, but I, I'm not sold on that. Uh, but everybody, that is going to do it to my face now. That is going to, uh, for people who are listening, I just zoomed in on my face. I always have to bridge the gap between viewer and listener because I love you all equally. But thank you guys for listening slash watching slash being here for this episode of the show, the podcast. Again, I hope you enjoyed Mills from last week. Next week, look out for an episode with Thuni. The Thuninator is back for the second time. We talk a lot about the Sunburst Invitational. We talk a lot about what happened with SDS and Thuni. Unfortunate on both sides. But a fun episode. Thuni's, a, Thuni's the man. He's great to talk to. So be on the lookout for Thuni. And uh, we will talk in future videos and stuff. So I love you guys. Thank you for being here. See you next time.